Did I hear somebody say Jesus? Jesus. 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 The newborn child. Jesus, born to us. Jesus, God revealed. Jesus. That's why we are here tonight. Thank you, Gospel Ensemble. Jesus, born in a manger. A manger. It was a precious moment just a few moments ago when Nicholas just couldn't quite seem to leave the manger alone. <laughs> and I think it speaks to the meaning of the manger. It holds that mystery. It draws us. It cannot be resisted. At the center. I'm not quite sure when it became a tradition at Resurrection. But several years ago, we started having a manger at the center during our Advent season. And this year in particular, I have found myself in our worship services during Advent drawn to the manger. I have found myself unable to take my eyes off of it. It speaks to something new being born. It speaks to what has been born. It speaks to hope. It speaks to our deepest callings as a people and a congregation. And I found myself wondering, if the manger could speak, what would it say? And how would it say it? Manger? Do you have something to say to us tonight? I think if the manger could speak, it would say, seriously? Now come on, Dwayne. It's your last sermon as senior pastor of Resurrection. You're trying to get me to talk. <laughs> What's up with that? I mean, come on, Dwayne. It seems like you're always trying to turn everything into some meaningful metaphor. And here you go again. I just want to be quiet. Can't you just leave me alone? <laughs> All right. If you insist, this is what I have to say. I'm here to feed. That's what I was intended to do all along. It's all I ever wanted to do was feed. Oh, yeah, I, I fed the hungry cattle and the hungry sheep so that they could then feed. That's really why I'm here. Don't make a big deal of it. I'm here to feed so that others could feed. And, you know, don't try to turn me into something really special. I'm just me. Nothing fancy. I'm not some highfalutin piece of worship. I'm here just to be what I am. Earth and Sky and sun and water coming together to form wood. Nothing, nothing fancy. And the favorite thing for me is when people who are hungry gather around. And just let me do what I'm called to do. The manger. 
Something so simple that became the place for Christ to dwell. The manger, the place that became vulnerable so that God could be vulnerable. The manger speaks to us tonight calling us to be as simple and as real and as true. To simply be who we're created to be and not make a big deal out of it. <laughs> God has given each one of us a unique personality, a unique calling, unique talents, and unique abilities. And our call is not to be someone else. Our call is to be who we are. And that's how Christ is revealed. In holiness, in beauty, and in simplicity. What is simplicity? It's knowing what really matters. Simplicity is knowing what's at the center. Simplicity is knowing that God takes simple things and simple people and uses them for divine purpose. We live in a world that actually is marked by duplicity, which means that so much of our life is spent being pulled in so many directions, pulled away from what's true and what's real, unable to focus. The call tonight is to discover that simplicity again, to be who we're called to be, and to be real, and to be simple. There's beauty in that simplicity. So be one who feeds, the manger says. Our scripture tonight from Colossians reflects this beauty and this simplicity. Tonight I would invite us to think about what it means to live this new life for which Christ came. A little bit earlier, Terry Smith offered the scripture in the New Revised Translation, but I'd like to offer this paraphrase tonight from the message. It's a call for us. Scripture says, so be chosen by God for this new life of love. Dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline. Be even-tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offense. Forgive as quickly and completely as God forgave you. And regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It's your basic all-purpose garment. Never be without it. Let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other, in step with each other, and cultivate thankfulness. Let the word of Christ, the message, have the run of the house. Give it plenty of room in your lives. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense. And sing. Sing your hearts out for God. Let every detail in your lives, words, actions, whatever, be done in the name of the rabbi Jesus, thanking God the creator every step of the way. What really matters? It's our life together. It's this feeding. It's this vulnerability. It's this openness. So the message of the manger tonight is to live the very simplicity and heart of our faith. Something we cannot do on our own, and God knew that, which is why God sent Jesus to live it among us. 
Jesus was born in the manger, and Jesus became the manger. The manger, it's not just a noun. It becomes a verb when we begin to live its meaning of feeding one another, of speaking the truth, and being real and simple. This scripture, it shows us how to get the manger inside of us, to be that place of spaciousness and openness and warmth. In our 13 years together, I have seen many ways that you have become a manger, for you have turned the manger into a verb. The ways that you as a congregation have provided shelter and home for so many. So when I look at the manger tonight, I see it as a place of service and food, a place that's real and simple. But when I see the manger tonight, I cannot help but also see it as a place that holds gratitude. I've tried to think about what I'm most grateful for in our life together. I would say that in our 14 years together, one of the things I'm most grateful for are the baptisms. And I think it's so appropriate that at this service tonight, we experienced another baptism. Those who I baptized as infants over 13 years ago are now teenagers. <laughs> and I find that a little bit hair-graying and mind-blowing at the same time. <laughs> so I'm grateful as I look at this major tonight of um, the lives that have been born and reborn through the gift of baptism. I'm grateful to God for new beginnings, the joys of new lives being born in faith, those who have come to this place searching and seeking and have discovered faith for the first time. I'm grateful for those who have found this place, resurrection, as a call to health and wholeness. And it's been a joy to see many enter recovery and celebrate the new birth into health and wholeness. So I'm grateful for baptisms. I'm grateful for new beginnings. I'm also grateful for the passings. And I think one thing that we've learned is that there is a very thin line between heaven and earth when love is present. The Celtics refer to what's called thin places, those places where heaven and earth meet. I found myself thinking about those who have woven love together in this place. And two members who were on the pastoral search committee that called me here over 13 years ago have passed during this time, Robert Berry and Chris Manuel. I found myself thinking about uh, Jim Maxinoff. No matter how long the greeting line was over here at the door, Jim would always wait. And he always had something good to say. And then he always had something to encourage improvement. <laughs> <laughs> And it was a tremendous blessing. Think of Jane Taylor, how she always reminded us to keep faith real and direct. Frank Eiler, he accounted. <laughs> he was an accountant in so many ways, and certainly he accounted for our resources, but even more so, he accounted for how we held to our call to be a place of spiritual transformation. He knew that there was a life behind every number. In this place tonight, I'd invite you to call out the names of those 
who you would like to invite into this place. We are community. We are woven together in the threads of love. I've mentioned the names Chris and Robert and Jane and Jim. But take a moment now to call out the names of those who have touched you either in this place or through this place. Let us lift their voices on this night. Pauline, John, part of the beauty of who we are is that we always have a place in our heart called memory, and these cherished memories are love. When those we love pass from us, the community inside us does not decrease, it increases. And the amazing thing about the manger and the heart is that it has an endless capacity to expand and to hold. I'm grateful to God for our many memorable worship services. And I found myself thinking back. In my first year, one of our worship services was at the old music hall and a musical entitled Make Us One. And so, much from the, so many from the community came to be a part of that. We had worship services in the Wortham Center, and Jack Bell is here tonight and remembers some of those services, pulling those off, and what a challenge that was. Easter worship at Miller Outdoor Theater, the last Sunday on Decatur Street, and that first Sunday here back in July of 2000, where the parking spilled all the way out into the neighborhood. But when I thought about all those big, amazing services, the one that I remember the most is the one that was the shortest. It was on the second Sunday in June in 2001 after Tropical Storm Allison had uh, muddied this uh, sanctuary. I preached in blue jeans and rubber boots that Sunday. But what was powerful is how everyone who came to worship that Sunday came not only to worship but to work, to begin the work of rebuilding this place. And all of us gathered here tonight are a part of that. I'm grateful to God for many who have grown and matured in the faith and are now ministering. Many who have found their call stirred and revived and are ministering in so many beautiful and powerful ways. And Janice, you were sitting up in the balcony on Decatur Street, very comfortable <laughs> when that call <laughs> began to, uh, to move in your heart. And I look around tonight, and I see, uh, I see Vicki and uh, Kristen working so much with our future clergy. Many of you who have stepped forward to lead and to minister. With Christ, the manger becomes a place of gratitude, a place of hope, a place of spiritual transformation and salvation and life. The manger becomes that place where God not only was born, but where God continues to be born. Every time we enter into a new relationship, every time we throw back our heads and sing with hope, every time we gather together, we become the manger. As I go to the new calling that God holds for me, one thing that encourages me and gives me hope is that there is room in my heart to take each one of you with me. Our hearts do not grow smaller. 
they enlarge and they grow. There will always be a resurrection-shaped place in my heart, a place that only you can fill and that God has filled through you. That is the joy and grace of our faith. You have mangered me. I pray that I have mangered you. And God in God's love has mangered all of us. And so we grow, we sing, we love, we live. And in the words of the manger, we remember that we're called to feed. We're called to be real. And just God's people, in all our simplicity and in all our vulnerability, the manger of our hearts. It is forever. It's not confining, and it grows and gives glory to God. Amen.